This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's issues, toxic relationships, how to recognize it and how to get out of it. I see a client who is filing for divorce. Ten years ago, before she was even married or engaged, his friends would make fun of her and he would not stick up for her. Mm. So that's major disrespect from the beginning. You have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty-gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com slash Audible. I love the word free. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. You can get them from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's show on toxic relationships. Now, when you think of toxic, you might think of poison, right? Toxicity means, you know, something poisonous and, you know, having a bad effect on you. Some relationships can do the very same thing. Now, every relationship, romantic, friendship, or business, we all know this, it's got its ups and downs. That's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is that relationship that has constant drama or continuous bickering or that quiet unhappiness. Sometimes we can spot these relationships right away, especially the drama ones. And sometimes we can actually be in a toxic relationship and not even know it. At least that's what I think. We actually probably know it, or maybe we're just unconscious to it. So today, we're going to talk with a psychotherapist about toxic relationships. Virginia Howard is an expert on the subject, and she's going to tell us how to do two things. One, how to recognize a toxic relationship, and two, how to get out of it, or move away from it, or change it. And for a bonus, three, how to prevent yourself from attracting this again. That's a whopper. Time for Lynn's Confessions. Okay, top three things on my mind. Number one, I have been in a toxic relationship before and have been in deep denial. Na, 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 na. Number two, it's not that easy to look at the facts of a relationship. A lot of you agree with that. And number three, I had nearly an entire bag of healthy chips last night and my head is fine with that, but my intestines tell me it might have been toxic. Hit the Britney Spears song. Background check. Okay, here's the background on our guest, Virginia Howard. Virginia is a psychotherapist in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. She is a gestalt therapist, so she focuses more on what's happening in your life now and how you're handling it now. Her philosophy is that suffering is an option. And she likes to ask her clients right off the bat what makes them uncomfortable. God, Virginia, do you have... Do you have enough time in the day for that? I got a whole list of things. Virginia has been doing this for a really long time, 40 years, and she's going to tell us everything we need to know about toxic relationships. Welcome, Virginia. Thank you, Lynn. I wish I wish this was television or we could see somehow because Virginia is the cutest thing ever. She's got these orange rim glasses and these like green leaf earrings. You're very bohemian chic. Thank you. Well, I'm also an artist. Ah, okay. So you can see that. Yeah, you're adorable. Okay. So right off the bat, how do we define a toxic relationship? Okay. It's unhealthy. It's poisonous. It's very subtle. 
sometimes we feel it and there's a lot of denial because there's major disrespect in the relationship emotional abuse it can be very covert and not overt it can be very blunt or subtle I suggest my clients take note of three strikes in other words if there's a lie in the relationship if there's a broken promise if there's rudeness one two three you're out one lie three incidences okay so you give them three lying broken promises rude over flattery getting a compliment is really nice but when you're being flattered you know that you know you can feel it in your belly this is a little too much so mm. what what what's going on here what does that person want from me in other words it's too good to be true remember that so you have to trust your intuition and your instinct something is not congruent there's a little showbiz going on uh, they don't really feel it but I feel it I feel it in my gut when I see or feel a toxic relationship my body responds um, it, it there's an old song called killing me softly oh yeah hit that, it killing me softly with his what song smile, Sm- smile. I don't know lies but, broken <laughs> broken promises and rudeness <laughs> but, but, but that's how it goes you're just very subtly being abused are all toxic relationships subtle covert no no some are are very overt if you watch the bachelorette there's this chad on there he has no boundaries he says whatever he wants he's rude and crude and drunk and disgusting so there are people like that but that's way at the other end of the spectrum you immediately you get that right away you see it that you see it but uh there are subtle signs that, that make you uneasy. These are people who bully you, they want to control you, they manipulate you, and they're very smart, and they're very charming, and they're very charismatic. So you want to be with them because they're a star like stars, but they're narcissistic and they love to play games. They especially like to pray on smart women it's a game to them let's see if I can get her now I'm not being gender biased because I have three sons but I'm just going to use the female the, the, as an um, example the male okay. as an example so I'm not going to switch around because that's confusing okay nothing is off limits in what this person says or does there are no boundaries can you give me an example of some of the three strikes in your out lying broken promises and rudeness oh absolutely um i see a client who is filing for divorce 10 years ago before she was even married or engaged his friends would make fun of her and he would not stick up for her Mm. So that's major disrespect from the beginning. 
that has, that hasn't changed. And why would, we'll use an example as a woman because it definitely happens to men too, but it why does. would someone, why did it take her 10 years? I mean, we can sit back and judge that because we're not in it, but when you're in it, what? It's hard to see it. We're in denial. All of that, but she was nice. Mm. We have a terminal niceness, something women have, men have it too. Being just too nice. We, Our moms say, be nice, be nice, rather than be authentic and be assertive. So how could she be authentic and assertive 10 years ago when her husband's friends were making fun of her and he didn't do anything? To get it, to get it that this is not okay. He is disrespecting me and that is not okay and it won't bode well for the future. So I, she would say something to him? That would she, be she, one strike. She, she would get the fact okay. that he is in fact disrespectful and it's played out over and over and over again. And she recently told her father about the pending divorce and the father said, we've been praying for you for two years. We see how he treats you. So you think you're hiding it, but all your friends know. They all see it. Why they would, might not tell you. And why wouldn't they tell you, and why don't you see it? There's two well, you don't there. see it be, because you're in denial. We are so caught up in um, the dream of having a relationship I don't know why that a lot of people uh, think having a relationship is so important. We're grateful. We're caught up in the picture. We're caught up in the dream going into the sunset. The, mm. the thing is, uh, we don't go in as equals. We go in as grateful, thank you, almost in a subservient way. I am so grateful that you're interested in me. It has to do with self-esteem. That's a mindset, too. That's nothing verbally a woman or man would say, right? I'm so grateful. You might say it, but it's no, also a mindset. It's, that it's a mindset, yeah. Rather than having high self-worth, they are rather than, on the other side, he is lucky to have found me. So often, it's just the opposite. Absolutely. So that's an example of, of um, well, the woman, your client was a great example of what? Rudeness, I guess? Him not standing up Dis for her? Disrespect. disrespect. Okay. So, so disrespectful, yeah. And what about broken promises? Or I'm just trying, uh, that was a great example. Can you give me another example of what a toxic relationship might look like? Oh, sure. Um, I work with a lady who was abused as a child. She was not protected. She was uh, sexually abused by her stepfather. This was 50 years ago, and her mother never defended her. She had sex with his stepfather, so he would not beat her mother. Okay, 50 years later, the mother is living with the daughter, and it's terrible for the daughter because the mother is a constant reminder oh, of yeah. this sexual abuse from mm -hmm. the past 
and the mother who did not protect her. So we're working on options. Having the, the mother has her own home she rents out, moving the mother out, bringing the, the siblings in so she can heal from this. So she can respect herself. Yes, every day. It's brought up. So even that relationship with her mother was toxic just from it, it reminding her past pain. The, the mother did not protect her. Mm. And that's that's a good sickening. One. It is sickening. It is sickening. And she's here. She's She comes every week. It's hard work because you have to bring it up. But, but you bring these things up and let them go. That's she's taking care of thing. herself by bringing Finally, it up. Finally, 50 yeah. years later. It happened with another woman 50 years later. Similar scenario or like just old yeah. stuff? Oh, she, she looked at a picture of herself on a video, I think, in, and saw that she wasn't happy. So she came into therapy to see what was going on. It took a year to uncover the fact she was abused by the grandfather she adored. That was very hard for her. It would come back in little snippets, little visions. And then when we were done, she realized she had a younger sister and had to face that. Had it happened to her, probably. So are you saying that when we look at our stuff and we heal our stuff and clean ourselves, mm -hmm. then we can move on to healthy relationships? If we don't, we have a tendency to get back into toxicity. That, that's right. You have to look at family dynamics. It's really important. Just like being too nice because your mother was passive and always nice and, and never said anything. Or having a father who was a drinker or a drug addict. Uh, being in a relationship with someone who drinks a lot. You don't like it necessarily, but you're familiar with it. You're comfortable with it. Not that you like it, but okay, I've been in this place before. So unconsciously, you're, un unconsciously, right. you're you're repeating the the cycle. So you you need to stop and say, okay, maybe this is not such a good idea. Maybe I will go to Al-Anon to figure this out. You, getting out of a toxic relationship means you have to change you you have to go and read books like smart women foolish choices or the sociopath next door or codependency no more then you'll have a sense you have to have an awareness of what happened and then you can work on it so wait, let's, that's a really good point Virginia so you're saying to get out of a toxic relationship, you have to change. It's not that, I think a lot of times we, especially women, think that we can fix our husbands or partners or whoever. You know, it's really them who has to change, when actually it's we have to change because we're only in charge of ourselves. That's, That's key, right. right? We're the only people who can change. And don't make excuses uh, for, like, the guy on The Bachelorette the Chad, the monster. Oh, well, his mother just died. And he's very cute. He is cute. But... It doesn't excuse. No. His there's, weirdness. There's no excuse. You, you need to break out of the denial. We so badly want a relationship that mm -hmm. works and 
all of that stuff. But you need to take a break, change your locks, block him on your phones, etc. And don't let him back in. If you have clarity about this is what I've been with, and don't blame yourself. It's not your fault. You you made a mistake. That's all. It's it's a lesson. So the the two things that are really important with these relationships are you need to have the clarity and the choice to fix it. Um, The things that you will notice in an unhealthy relationship is that they have no empathy for you. What do you mean? Tell me what that looks like. No empathy. Empathy means my client was trying to share Mm -hmm. how awful her aunt had been. And she was like abandoned by her family for a long time and her aunt was really mean. This guy goes, "Uh uh-huh. Well, that's too bad. Mm. They don't get it. Someone who's been abused really need we all need a relationship with a lot of empathy why doesn't that person get it is it is it the um victim all about me or a narcissist or? it could be a narcissist it could be sociopath if you look at the guy on on the bachelorette chat he doesn't get it he chooses not to get it. Because when I think of a sociopath, I think of some guy running around with a rusty, bloody knife who's got no. greasy hair. No, no. These are men in high positions, like management and what, whatever you can... It's people who like to control and manipulate. So it's a, it happens a lot in corporations. Mm. It's there's there's no one description. It's just a way of being that probably relates to their family di- dynamics. But it's a game. Let's let's see. Let's see if I can control this person. So a way of identifying that is, oh, they don't have any empathy for me. That's a really mm. big sign. Can the narcissist or the other person who is spewing the toxicity um, make it seem as if they do have empathy? Do you have ever run into people who who say the right words but don't mean it? Oh, honey, I'm sorry that happened to you. That's where your gut comes into play, that, that you realize he's not congruent. He's talking the talk but not walking the walk. How do you know the difference between your gut and your head? Like... Sometimes I'll say to myself, is that my gut or am I, am I being rude and judging this other person or am I, am I really tuning into my gut? This is how you feel. I feel uneasy okay. with this person. Or with this person's presence. Absolutely. Yeah. This is not an authentic person. Yes. I can't trust this person. Or I don't feel safe with this person. Yes. How common are toxic relationships in your 40 years of experience? Oh, very common. I try to think back on my current clients. I'd say maybe a third of them right now 
are suffering from toxic relationships, getting over them, getting treatment for them. Do you find yourself saying the same things to them that you're telling us? That don't get caught up in the dream, have some mm-hmm. self-respect, heal yourself before moving on, trust your instincts? Yes, it's a lot of work. They, then they come to me. Some have worked through the denial and have accepted the fact, okay, I do need treatment. Some are absolutely clueless. Mm. That's a scary place. I guess you have to start there. We have to start start there. So yeah. what's what's going on? That's right. So, um, and part of the denial might also be a bunch of things. Like I don't want to let anybody down. I want to be a good person. Give the other guy, give him a chance. I mean, like you you started off by saying lying, broken promises, or rudeness. Well. Nearly every relationship I know of, there has been a lie, a broken promise, or some rudeness. Okay. So a woman might say to herself, is this true? Like, well, you know, I mean, no relationship's perfect. No man is perfect. No. Okay, then then keep counting. Mm, okay. Just, just you know, write, write down the pros and cons. There's, don't be a yes, but person. That's how we are. We, yes, we, but. We... We don't want people to know. That's another thing that keeps people in unhealthy relationships. What will my friends say? What will my parents say? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All of that, wanting to please other people. It's a matter of taking care of yourself. You have to empower yourself. That's the way to get out of a toxic relationship, is to set boundaries and empower yourself. Don't make excuses. Set the strong boundaries. This isn't working. If magically it's supposed to be, it'll be. Set boundaries, and the second thing was what? Empower yourself. Empower yourself. How do you do that? Take charge. Don't give anybody your power. Well, what does that mean? I I mean, I I get it. I know I'm pressing you, but like, Mm -hmm. what... We say that a lot. Empower, you know, be... What does that mean, take charge? Can you give me a picture? You you take charge, like... uh, Or an example of one of your clients who... Yeah, I, I have a lady who has a history of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. She was not in a good place, and she was not able to find a really good attorney. She had a bad attorney, and now she is empowering herself by going back to court because she feels worthy now. So she's doing the work for herself. She's going she's back to care court of herself. and taking care of herself. She she arranged to sell some property. She's doing empowering things for her. You have to take the reins. Okay, it's my life. Right. No one is going to cherish me unless I put... It, it's helpful when people go to therapy because then they improve themselves and they are at a higher level. They have to wait until they get at that higher level until they meet somebody else. Right. So what you're saying is you're not going to attract that great relationship until you work on yourself. Good things happen to you when you already feel good. That's right. So you, there's a great tendency when you're out of a relationship to have a transitional relationship and repeat the past. That's not such a good idea. 
So that was exactly my question. So how do we keep ourselves from attracting the same toxicity again? Well, a part of it is desperation. Mm-hmm. Somehow we have the mindset of desperation to be in a relationship. Everybody's in couples. I, I can't do anything by myself. No one goes to the movies or out goes out to eat by themselves. I need a partner. No, you don't need a partner to dance. You really don't. Dance by yourself. That's eat right. by yourself. That's right. Spend time with yourself. Yeah, I think a lot of us are afraid of that. Well, there's nothing to be afraid right. of. Right. You're just yourself doing what what you like to do. You don't have to have a partner to read a book. And Virginia, may I ask, are you single? I'm divorced. Oh, you're divorced. Okay, so how many years have you been just Virginia by yourself? Oh, Uh, 20 years. Okay, and so how have these last 20 years have been for you? Wonderful. You seem like you have a full, rich life. I do. I do. So there you go, girls. It's possible. And guys, is it possible to change a toxic relationship? Do you have to say, okay, three strikes are out, I'm leaving? Is it? You have to change. Okay. You have to take responsibility to say, this isn't working for me. I am feeling disrespected. I am feeling manipulated and abused. Relationships can be easy. Where, where you... You find somebody and you have fun together. You don't need to have this drama and negativity and what did he mean by that? And is he telling the truth? The fact that you even have to ask that is a strike. Yes, you have to have enough confidence in yourself that, that you will know. You will know. This is a healthy relationship. So don't be, so there are some women who are, you know, and men too, who check their partner's phones or who are, you know, insecure and asking a lot of questions. How do you know the difference between your own insecurity and that gut that tells you, mm, this person isn't really being truthful? Well, pay attention to your gut. Okay. And you differentiate between your gut and your insecurity. That's one thing. Being insecure, you can work on that and be more secure. And then you'll be fine. It's learning how to trust yourself. Putting the time in so you feel worthy and confident. How much time do you recommend on average to your clients from the time that they get out of a toxic relationship to healing themselves to maybe attracting something healthier? Depends on the issues. Okay. If it's a very complicated, deep, abusive past with sexual abuse it takes a while because you don't trust anybody and you've had no boundaries because your boundaries were taken away so you have to with 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 the abuse so you have to build up your boundaries and that is an extreme case and it happens frequently what about the other cases where and again, we're just using a woman as an example mm-hmm. where she's getting out of a toxic relationship that Involved, you know, some of the things you talked about manipulation, narcissism, you know, arguing, can't believe this person, you know, not like not physical abuse, but anguish. What is, I mean, again, depending on the person, what do you think? Is it a time frame? Is it a feeling? How, what do you recommend for that person going 
healing and then attracting something different? Well, they have to do the work. They have to change. They have to read some of these books, maybe go to support groups, go to a therapist. So they say, okay, this is what happened. I learned the lesson. I'm not clueless. I, I learned the lesson. We, we all like the bad boys. But you pay a price for the, for the bad boys. You know, for a transitional re- relationship, okay. Or fling. Or fling, exactly. Have the bad boy. But Absolutely. to settle down. But, but this is what I'm looking for. Mm. To, but take your time. There's no rush. Do not be desperate. Sometimes people get desperate. They get in a tiz. Oh, I need someone to be okay. I'm a violin and, and you're a cello. We can play music individually, but together we can play a duet. But when we're apart, we play individually. That's a great analogy. We're not two broken pieces making a whole. We're two Absolutely whole pieces not. rolling around together. And I think that's challenging, Virginia. And we can acknowledge that and validate the people who have been in relationships maybe for a long time to, you know, push themselves maybe to see a movie alone, to go to a party alone. I mean, look at us women. We can't even go to the bathroom alone. You want to go to the bathroom with me? I mean, so it is challenging. You have to get used to that, I would imagine, from somebody who's been in a relationship all their life. But I would imagine you have to get used to being by yourself and being okay with that. But being your own person. Yeah. So... I didn't become an artist until my children had grown. You can't, I can't do art unless I'm by myself. Mm. So do things in a relationship, like have different hobbies, go salsa dancing, uh, stretch your, yourself. Push to, yourself to do different things. Yeah, to, to manifest who you are. Mm. Try on different things to see who you are, who That's, you want to be. It's much more exciting than the same old, same old. Awesome. Um, okay, so to review, what is your best advice for life on toxic relationships? Like in a sentence or in, off the top of your head. Well, don't be afraid to realize that you've picked the wrong person. Everybody does. And you learn from it, and then you go on, and things are wonderful. Whether it's you're in a relationship for a month or 20 years marriage. That's right. And it can be, the relationship can be with your parents or your children. You can have your boss. It can, you can have a toxic relationship anywhere. And you just need to fix it. Fix yourself. Fix yourself. The only person you can change is, is yourself. And get and move away from that relationship. Move away. Have boundaries. Have boundaries are so important. Clear boundaries. Clear boundaries. Don't be afraid to set boundaries. Oh, he won't like me if I do. You, that's not the way to live in fear. And if he doesn't like you, he doesn't like you. Next. That's right. You so, are too precious to be squandered in a toxic relationship. So to review, because I've written down notes, everybody listening and myself, uh, uh, Virginia's tips are three strikes and you're out. And the three strikes are, if any, in the relationship, lying, three instances of lying, 
three instances of broken promises, three instances of rudeness or disrespect, you're out. Is that a combination, Virginia, or is that just one? Like, three strikes, lie, you're out, or is it lie, broken promises, disrespect, all three? That would be nine strikes. (laughs) No, I'm saying just pay attention. Okay. Three strikes. If someone disrespects, they're all about being disrespected. They're all about emotional abuse. I don't like that when you say that. That's all it is. And in her voice, it says, oh, that didn't feel good. In her voice and then vocalize it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, also, I love the uh, suggestions of your books. Smart Women, Foolish Choices. That's one book recommended by Virginia. The Sociopath Next Door. And the third one was? Codependency No More. Codependency No More. You can get those books on audible.com, by the way. We love Audible. Virginia, you were terrific. Thank you. You had a plethora of great information. Before we leave, though, before we let you go, we're going to do Lynn's Fab Five, where I get to ask you five random questions to sort of lighten the mood here from toxic relationships. Okay. All right, Virginia. What was the last good movie that you saw? Oh. By yourself. No, I'm just kidding. The Uh. last good movie you saw. What was the last good book you read? Well, the, the, the movie I really liked was The Revenant. Wasn't that great? Yeah, because I'd been to Alaska, and it was about something that I didn't know anything about. So, yes, I thought that was great. It was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, um, I have a Kindle with three or five books on it all the time. Uh, there's a new book called Pond. The uh, it's about a woman. I think she's British, and her inner thoughts. And she talks in the beginning about a bowl with a an eggplant, a squash, asparagus, and cherry tomatoes. She writes in a way you can really see. Pond. Pond. Flip flops or bare feet. Bare feet. Have you ever flipped anybody off Virginia while driving? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, she's human. <laughs> what music is playing in your car these days? Oh, uh, I love Brazilian jazz. Mm. If your Chris, if your Christmas lights are super tangled, Virginia, do you untangle them or throw them out? No, I throw them out. <laughs> there you go. I throw them out with a few curse words. Thank you so much, Virginia. That was so helpful. If you want to get in contact with Virginia Howard uh, so she can help you with, as we said, a plethora of issues. She's got a wealth of experience. You can call her office in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Here's the number, 954-563-0038. And a reminder to everybody, submit your questions on AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com. While you're there, sign up for my free email and you get my blogs on how to live consciously and peacefully. You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Woohoo! Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help Advice for Life followers. So reach out if you have something to say and want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think, so don't hold back. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. 
We want to help as many people as we can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes, and your reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.